Warning, this podcast contains spoilers. Warning, this podcast contains spoilers. Let's go watch it in 2D. No, let's go watch it in 3D. But if we watch it in 3D, then is it worth the cost? We need heroes. Before we're done, we still have one promise to keep. If we can't protect the Earth, be damn sure we'll avenge it. Hello, hello, hello. This is Adolf Fega, and with me is James. Hello. And Jake. Howdy. And this is the Avengers Endgame spoiler cast. So if you have not seen Avengers Endgame and you care about spoilers, pause this and come back to it after you watch it. We'll go about through the entire movie, tell you what we liked, what we didn't like about it, and uh so this is your warning. Warning, this podcast contains spoilers. Warning, this podcast contains spoilers. Okay, so now we're back. Um, now we're going to talk about the 3D element first. Um, I can talk about it in the spoiler-free version, and I want to talk about it in the spoiler-filled version. So Jake, what are your thoughts on the 3D? Whoa. I mean... I mean, the first thing it starts with a cold opening, and you see, you get an arrow pointing right at your face, coming right at you from an angle. Because when she's pulling the bow back and that arrow sideways comes towards you, it's just startling because it's just boom. And then, oh my God, and then those shots of uh, the Benatar and then Thanos' ship. I mean, space. I mean, it's easier to point out scenes that didn't work than it is scenes that were amazing. Because there were a few things that were flat here and there. Yeah, I, I really agree with you. I feel like um, I was on the verge of doing this good 3D because there's like, okay, there's, there's, there's definitely some scenes here, but that finale was just put it over the top for me. And definitely put it to 3D. Um, one of the scenes I kind of talked about in spoiler-free version, which I mentioned two characters on a mountain, and if you have no idea what that means if you haven't watched the movie, but we definitely know what that means when um, Hawkeye and um, Scar- Black Widow, Black Widow are, are mm-hmm. fighting to uh, yeah, and Vormil over the. Uh, Who's going to sacrifice themselves for the soul gem? That 3D looked damn awesome. Mm-hmm. Oh, this thing was lit beautifully, especially dark scenes. And I'm looking at you, Game of Thrones. So, yeah, you got some really good depth in those scenes. You got um, really good like particle effects with the uh, usage of um, you know, just the snow and stuff. And, you know, there were some dead points where there was nothing going on 3D related, but it was definitely, you know, good overall. And that end scene where they're fighting for um, the gauntlet and when, you know, the scene that I can't forget about is when 
um, they're throwing Munor, and then mm-hmm. um, Spider-Man get uses the Wyvern to get onto there, and they're flying out of the screen. That was such an amazing thing to see, I, I'm, you know, both visually and in the 3D. That I was like, okay, I, I gotta give it a great 3D. So that's my score, great 3D. Jake, what would you give it? I give this editor's choice 3D. This is every bit is the 3D, and this is every bit is good, if not better, than Infinity War. Uh, everything. I mean, you can see Rocket's uh, whiskers, his fur. I mean, the but and that starting off with that arrow effect. I mean, it was. I don't know if it was intentional to be. But it was wow. Just such a simple thing. I mean, and even things like when they went back in the past and you got to see the 360 shot of the Avengers assembling, for, like when they did in the first Avengers movie, they humped that up and improved it. So, yeah, I, I, was, I was worried about it because it's just like, you know, for me, you know, a lot of scenes where they're just talking, there's nothing there, but there's a good, a decent amount of depth. We got some good depth at the beginning scene um, with the, you know, Tony looking into the, you know, ship. Um, so I was, I was a little bit worried for a little bit of this, but, you know, overall, I think at the end of the day, I was really, really happy with it. I, I couldn't give it as high as I think. I, I liked Infinity Wars 3D a little bit more. So, but. You know, it, I think you definitely get your money's worth. So you're gonna be happy with this, I think. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Once once you can get a ticket and get in, yeah, you're gonna be very happy. Assuming, of course, that you have a good theater that will take care of you. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I watched it in IMAX 3D and it's fine, um, so no problems with that. Um, so let's get on to the movie itself. So, this movie starts with the cold opening, like you said, with Hawkeye, with his family, and they get dusted, which we all kind of expected, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. James? And this is... James, were you expecting that to happen right away? Yes. One thing that was kind of weird about it is that they didn't they didn't transition into the movie the way that other movies did. It just kind of started. True. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mm, whatever. Were you going to say Jake before? Yeah, it just started like a cold boom. Yeah, with the arrow. And, um, you know, I, I was I knew this scene was going to probably happen. I, I didn't see spoilers or anything. I just felt that would be a really good use of um, how to make him into Ronin, which they never said his name on the screen, which, you know, disappointed me a little bit. Um, but, you know... You know, one one thing that's kind of interesting is speaking of this scene. Um, it's similar, kind of, to the Ant Man end credit scene, that dusting version, than it is the than it is actually the uh, you know Infinity War version, where it just happens instantly. Um, whereas like. For some reason, in the movie, and then the actual in Infinity War takes a while, but in the the Shonen Ant Man and the Wasp, the end credits it just kind of happens. So, kind of interesting. 
I'd like to see uh, what would it what would it be like if you uh, took the what's it the uh, all the scenes across those three films and kind of spliced them together. You know what I mean? Like I bet you could cut. You know. You know what I mean? Yeah. That would be interesting to see. So, James, what happens after they get dusted? uh, Well, after they get dusted, um, the Avengers kind of, uh, well, the remaining ones kind of all huddle together. And um, Captain Marvel shows up, and they're like, all right, got to find Thanos. <laughs> okay, you did miss the part with uh, Tony Stark being in the ship. And there was also a five-year time jump. Oh, we, no, yeah. we haven't got there yet. Never mind. No, Never they, mind. what they do is they get together, and they're like, all right, we got to find Thanos. And they freaking figure out that Apparently, uh, he has not used the Infinity Gauntlet except for uh, again, once once again, uh, two days ago, and uh, that basically uh, the amount of power used he asserted kind of gave away his uh, location, um, and so they're basically, you know, like it's a certain energy signature, so that's weird, and they're able to kind of find it, which. As far as explanations on how which planet they went to, that's kind of eh. You know, you know what I mean? Like, I guess that it, it was that explanation in combination to having what's her name yeah. there Neb- Nebula's account of the of the garden planet. Then they're like, "All right, let's let's go over there." So uh, you know, they show up and. They get there, and Thanos is like, yeah, I basically destroyed the gauntlet. And then they freaking kill him. And I thought, oh, okay, well, oh, well. That was, I don't know. I, uh, My personal thoughts about that, I I don't know. I kind of didn't like it. You know? Okay. I, so something, something about it didn't feel right, you know? Like in the sense of, well, you know, Thanos was a bad guy, but I mean, he had his, he had good intentions, <laughs> right? Well, okay, let's slow down here. Um, we we kind of skipped over the scene with uh, Tony Stark dying or about to die on the ship with Nebula, and they're all basically giving up on hope. And then yeah. out of the blue, Captain Marvel finds them. And without any reason, really, it was completely <laughs> just because she was flying around, I guess. You know. Yeah, she was flying around, and she she somehow flew by. Yeah. Mm. No. Or, or nope. Actually, nope. Nope. This I, was I, something, something that I thought they shouldn't have put in Captain Marvel, but it should have been in Endgame, because uh, the final scene in the end stinger. Is Captain Marvel shows up on Earth and first yeah, thing she yeah, actually, actually, actually yeah, yeah. So, so what happened, I guess, off screen was more, and I was kind of thinking this too. They don't really explain this, but kind of what happened was she showed up after she was called, and Captain America must have been like, "Oh, where's Tony?" 
And then then Captain Marvel would be like, I'll find him. That's right? what I'm thinking that probably happened, but yeah, I, yeah, yeah. That, that should have been shown it on was screen. Vague. I, I will give you that. That's not an explanation the movie gives, but it's something you can kind of piece together, I guess. Yeah, and I definitely feel like I missed the scene where they get to meet her and figure out who she was, and you know, you know, you know, I, I. I thought that that scene would be included. Yeah, I agree, hundred percent. So it really threw me off. Well, and it's really weird because we'll get into this later. But part of me, like you know, this is an insanely long movie, and yet I feel like there's stuff that was cut. Yeah, you know, definitely, definitely. I don't know. Anyway, so you know, thinks he's gonna die. Then, you know, freaking Captain Marvel shows up because of a scene we that was probably cut from the movie. And, you know, the she brings the Avengers together and then they're like, Alright, we gotta find Thanos. And then of course, you know, the whole he uses the gauntlet to destroy it, basically. And uh that's how they find him. Then they freaking find him and then they freaking kill him. And then they're like, Alright, wh- what do we do now? And it skips to five years later. All right, um, hold on a second, hold on. So they figure out why he went. He he said that he destroyed the Infinity Stones with the Infinity Stones, so that yes. way that caused he couldn't the issue. use them. And he was defenseless, and he was like mid sentence when uh, Thor used um, <laughs> Stormbreaker and just chopped off his head. Well, and and then one thing that. One thing I kind of, the reason why I said I didn't really like that was because, I mean, yeah, he was a bad guy. Yeah, he did a bad thing, but he didn't really plan on, like, using the gauntlet to, like, rule the universe now. He was just, like, content to just chill on that one planet and grow the food. It's like, I mean, yeah, I, I, I can kind of get both sides and... Uh. I mean, the he movie, committed the movie, the, he uh, committed the largest act of genocide in the history of the universe. Uh, I don't know. Well, anyway, I didn't sit right with me. At, at well, anyway, question. this is anyway venom. This is how you do a PG thirteen head removal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I, I, and I think you know the movie kind of does treat it like it was it was it was wrong, but it doesn't really it doesn't really ever kind of go over it. And then uh, we'll get into this later, but like, uh, there's two there's basically two Thanoses, and uh, the the problem with that is that the one in, in Infinity War was much better, and so it kind of sucks that he freaking dies like right in the beginning because you know we'll get we'll get we'll get into the other Thanos later but okay you know. so about that I kind of I understand what you're saying I kind of wish they would have talked to him more and not just cut him off literally <laughs> you know yeah <laughs> at least torture him at least figure out what's going on and if he then he's useless then kill him but he was mid-sentence we could have gotten a lot of information here or something. Yeah, and, <laughs> and then another thing too. Another thing. Um, another reason why that bothers me is uh, again, and, and I, I completely accept the fact that you know, um, okay, uh, 
this is this is going back to Infinity War, you know. And Infinity War was definitively definitively Thanos's movie, right? It was about him, his goal, and you know what he did, right? I can accept mm-hmm. the fact that Thanos is not going to be the main focus of this movie. Yeah, whatever. But freaking, he just dies at the beginning, and like he doesn't come back. I mean, he does, but it's not the same one, you know. Jake, what's your thoughts on this? before we move on it was like my first thought is uh this reminds me so much of how hitchcock set up psycho with jen uh with uh with uh miriam crane when she's in the hotel you know you don't expect our main character to get wiped out in the first part of the movie Oh, yeah, we spoil other movies in a spoiler thing, too. So uh, yeah. we should warn you about that. But, yeah. you know, so you knew we had a lot more uh, movie. So but you were wondering, uh, now what? Who's yeah. going to be the big bad? Where are they going to go from here? Yeah. So and and then and then it also just showed, you know, Thor. He. uh Goes for the head when he he goes for the head when they don't need it. Yeah. So we do get some time with Tony Stark, and Tony Stark, you know, he's pissed. He's like, you know, you guys screwed this up, not me. I did everything I could, which I was kind of shocked that it took a while for Tony to come around. You know. Yeah. To blow his top finally, because I agreed with Tony. I mean, it was a good conversation. Just I was kind of expecting it to be quicker than that, but I wasn't ma- mad about it. It made sense for the character. It made sense in the scenario. You know, mm-hmm. it, it was just I was kind of shocked by it. I was expecting it. You know. Yeah. All right. So we come back, and um, then it's five years later, which nothing happened in five years. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, it's like. Oh yeah, the world freaking ended, but uh, everything's basically the same in five years. I mean, yeah, there's minor differences, but I don't know. I don't know if, um, you know, besides, you know, there are changes, but I think the main reason why they chose five years was just to provide people to age or provide minor characters to age. That's the only reason. And uh, to play catch up. Because it's yeah. probably it's probably when the next Avengers movie, it's gonna be five which, years in the future. It'll catch yeah, up which, to which, it. Which kind of brings up it's like, oh, okay, well, I mean, I, I guess they're the current year is twenty twenty three now, which is kind of weird, but okay. So we we kind of get a flash toward um, I guess it was like a uh, I don't know, like a storage unit or something where the car. Another example. They're in a storage unit, uh, six sixteen. Yeah. And it's uh the uh old um van that the guys were using for Louise's exterminator service, which got turned into a miniature quantum realm uh device. And uh, lo and behold, there is a rat climbing around on the Hmm. dashboard. And he turns it on. 
So a moment of to salute this rat that saved the universe. Yeah, basically this rat caused this entire movie. Which, okay, look, you know, this, the memes already started on this, and I kind of agree with the memes that that was one hell of a coincidence. Yeah. But that's the right you know, you, you know, originally I kind of, I was kind of under the impression that he found out a way himself, but, no, I guess not. Or, or you know, um... I guess, I guess it's understandable why no one went looking for him because of the event that happened right before. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. They just, he was, they just assumed he was snapped. Yeah. So, uh... So, Jake, did you have any problems with that rat doing that? That it was just too convenient, or no? No, not at all. If it was convenient, it would have happened two weeks. But five years... That's not convenient. <laughs> I mean, I guess. I, I guess the long. I mean, the whole world went to pod. I mean, do you see the world? I mean, New York. It looked like every ship in the Atlantic was had floated into New York Harbor, and I mean, the streets. The streets all look dirty, and the garbage wasn't getting picked up. One thing that's interesting too is is like for a post apocalyptic world it's uh kinda chill. <laughs> yeah. It's, In the uh, sense of like there's not mass Well they had five like, they had five years. It's not like Hydra's uh, taken over, you know, it's well hell half a Hydra's gone too, you know. Uh yeah. of course that's just the US. They were mentioning uh things offhandedly that there were coups and governments fell and yeah but and, and that's why Captain Marvel decides to leave Earth and just go somewhere else to help out yeah for the universe because I love that when they asked her where she was and it was like she just looked at him with that what your arms are broken or something? Like, I'm flying all over the universe stopping, putting out fires and shit. What are you guys doing here? Besides getting drunk and fat. And- yeah. So, um, you know, we eventually get Ant-Man, get to you know, Avengers um, headquarters, and he is able to talk to them and say, like, hey, you know, we could uh, do a time travel thing, which kind <laughs> Okay, sure. It's some thing, and Tony doesn't want to do it. Because no. Tony's actually happy with the way things have worked out for him. He's married off to Pepper and has a baby girl, and she's out on the woods, and she doesn't worry about anything anymore. Mm-hmm. But then he starts, his conscience starts eating him about uh, Peter Parker. And then, of course, you know, Tony can figure out time travel. <laughs> mm-hmm. Which, again, was well, convenient for the plot. Chances are he's been working on it. But the thing is, with the quantum, with this machine, to be able to go into the quantum realm, uh, he's able to figure out time travel. So the plan is to get the pin particles that they have left. Go back in time, get the 
all the infinity stones and then basically redo the staff but then fix it and mm-hmm. um so then they have to get all the other team members back and you get the scene where you get to go see where Hulk's been and Hulk is now Professor Hulk mm-hmm. yes which mm-hmm. is cool all the kid uh, people come up to him for selfies and it's you know. cool, but they don't really do anything with it. <laughs> I mean, they kind of do things with it. You know, he is kinda. smart, and he's able to be strong as well. So it's not completely one way or another. You know, mm, eh, it's okay, I guess. It's a decent compromise for you know the character and a way to make him grow and move on. You know, yeah, it's a nice uh thing for his arc. Nice development that uh, the Hulk and Bruce Banner have merged and have kind of made peace with one another and have become an integrated. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff about therapy in this movie. I've noticed, you know, the 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 group scene, uh, the stuff uh, Thor goes through. Uh, so there's some definitely some people who have experience with trauma and going into therapy about it. So then we get to, you know, they know about Hawkeye, that he's going around killing people, and um, which is kind of vague to, you know, why or what the point of it is, if he's just going after the real bad guys, and it, it kind of seems that way, but you have like this scene in, I think it was Japan, right? And he just murders this guy with a sword, which is kind of badass. <laughs> yeah. He's just raging. And he's just choosing who he considers bad guys to take it out on. So, you know, we get to um, him coming back with a um, Black Widow. And, you know, they, they try it again with Tony. And like you said, his guilt gets to him. And he works on it. And um, his little girl, Morgan, is really cute. And then we do see that, uh, you know, Ant-Man gets to be with his daughter, which is now, you know, like 15, I think, or 16, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. and he goes to like the I guess there's like a, a building like a memorial in San Francisco, and that's where he finds the different names. But like it was kind of weird because were those names like non alphabetical order, or it was just kind of weird, you know, how they found it's it. You know, lots of Easter eggs in there. So when this hits some video, you're gonna want to go slow mo through those. So, um, you know, and I got a bit of a, a PTSD flashback because that memorial looks so much like the Oklahoma City bombing memorial. It just sent chills down to me. Except this was a lot bigger, of course. So, we, the public is aware, but they don't know what happened. And that's the kind of, I was hoping that they would, you know, have that. Maybe it's a deleted scene or something where, like, you know, they have no idea what happened. They just know that aliens invaded, you know, New York and maybe Wakanda and then people disappeared. And, you know, I was kind of hoping that they would have a scene where they explain that. You know, the, the, the therapy scene, just like, okay, them dealing with it, but they don't know what happened, you know? Which I feel bad for the public in this, you know? Yeah. Um. So then Tony figures out, you know, okay. Uh, he goes back in there and he's like, all right, I made the machine. I figured out how to do it. And then he talks to Steve Rogers and gives him back his... Um, shield and 
has a really good little scene there. I really like that scene where they kind of make peace and move on, you know? Yeah. And um, they figure that he needs to make his own gauntlet, which, again, a little bit easy for Tony to make a gauntlet because I thought the, you know, dwarf... Yeah. I thought it was really hard for the dwarf to make it. And yeah, I know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I didn't so really like that either. Yeah. Well, Tony's going to want to do things with what he knows how to do and and to make a one-size-fits-all gauntlet using his technology was something he could do. It just it seemed like the gauntlet needed to be magical or something. Well, well the only... The area where it seemed like a stretch to me was because Tony Stark's, like, um, expertise is science, and... Well... The Infinity Stones are kind of magic, you know? Yeah. The gauntlet was forged by, like, the dwarves, right? Yeah. So, it was a magical artifact, kind of. It, it wasn't necessarily a, a tech thing, really. But, um, it would have been nice if uh, they had something in the I agree. And Tony said, you know, I just stared at that gauntlet for five years before I realized... All I had to do is this, this, and this. You know, it, yeah, it seems, I don't know, it, it seems disconnected in the sense of, you know, Thanos had to go all the way out to freaking the dwarves and had to force them to do it. And dwarves are, are specifically, like, known for, you know, forging these these weapons, these magical items. Well, that's why Thanos won the first time around, because he did it the hard way, the way nobody was expecting, and uh, and by the time they realized what he was up to, he was too powerful to stop. So, um, you know, we get to the point where, like, all right, the plan, they kind of review where the all of the Infinity Stones have been in the past, which is kind of, you know, allusion to all the past movies. And they're like, all right, we have to go here, 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 and like go do this, this, and this. And um, you know, they, I was kind of wondering if they were gonna use like Vision, and like you know, if Vision was back or at least recognized in some way, and maybe they could use the data from the Mind Stone that was maybe saved and something, and you know, to help out. But nope, Vision's completely MIA in this. We have no idea if they figured out how to rebuild him or anything. That is, that is something that's kind of interesting, is is that they get the Mind Stone at one point, and they don't even, they don't even, like, bring up the fact that they could potentially bring him back. Which, I, I know that would cause, like, I don't know if that would cause, like, a specific plot hole, but one thing that would have been interesting, uh, an interesting concept is if they, like, maybe tried to create, like, a living gauntlet with Vision. I don't know. Yeah. Tony probably took him apart. Tony probably recycled him. Uh, Here, Nebula, here's some extra parts. Yeah, you know, they don't even bring him up. I mean, by name, by name, at the end, it's like, I miss him still, or something, but, like, 
never, you know, there's no, there's no really reference that he even existed. Yeah. Yeah. And I guess there was another way they could have handled the, you know, they could have gone back in time, got the Tesseract, and then used that to teleport around, <laughs> you know, or some other gems, different ways to get them, you know. There are different ways yeah. to do this instead of the time travel idea they had, which was, you know, I guess it worked anyway, but it was just like, I don't know if that's the best, most efficient way of doing this, you know? Well, they yeah. were picking the stones when they were in clumps together, so they only had to make limited jumps to get them. And then, of course, in 70, they found a whole bunch of more um, PEM particles. Yeah. So, And if you remember Hank Pym's other appearances, he was real paranoid about uh, S.H.I.E.L.D. stealing his stuff. Hmm. Yeah. Yes. Start wondering... How much of this was all planned out in advance? Because I just remember that Winter Soldier, him going off about S.H.I.E.L.D. stealing his work. Yes. So, yeah, we get, you know, they, they start going in the past, and they have to wear new suits, which is just, okay, no need to wear new suits, but sure. I think, you know, they didn't have to, but this part of the, you know, makes it Also... The excuse, I'm sure the gloves have extra padding and stuff, so if they have to handle an Infinity Stone, they have a fighting chance of not disintegrating. So yeah, they go back to New York and, and you know, get the Tesseract, and then, or they attempt to get the Tesseract, and then Loki escapes, which is never mentioned again. Yeah, <laughs> that, that is not mentioned uh, again. One of the things this movie does is it's obviously setting stuff up for this was definitely a setup for the uh, Loki television show. And I figure a vision not getting mentioned is they're going to bring that up in the WandaVision show. Maybe. Oh, I figure these shows are going to fill in the five year gap. That's probably what they're going to exist for. I mean, I wonder when Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. starts up next week, or I think this weekend, um, or when the hell that mm -hmm. takes place. Oh, uh, I figure, um, see, uh, I don't, have, we haven't talked about the time travel theory that they're using. Which is just doesn't make any sense. Oh, it makes perfect sense if you are familiar, okay. There's several, okay, time travel, as far as anybody knows, is about as real as Santa Claus. Uh, so it's just theories. Uh, most movies fall into the, uni the universal franchise Back to the Future, which it was funny listening to this Disney movie drop so much shade about that in this movie. It was hilarious. Uh, but they chose to go with the what's called the the multi universe of different worlds time travel theory, which basically means you can't change anything; you just create new timelines. Yeah, that's 
basically the Dragon Ball Z kind of So basically when the Loki got his hands on the Tesseract, he just created the multiverse. So Yeah, all the people keeping track of this stuff, yeah, uh your life was made ten times worse. <laughs> yeah, the continuity is thrown out the window now. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All the people trying to create a cohesive timeline. Probably like all committed suicide. You can't because, uh, and then all the stuff Steve Rogers did, uh, he created several timelines. Yeah. Because, uh, the shield, when he presents Sam Wilson with the shield, the shield was broken. So the only way he could have gotten another shield was. Either he had to figure out how to go into the future, or he just took the shield in another t- from him in another time, so so he could give it to Sam Wilson. So okay, that's. We want to talk about Peggy Carter's children. Okay, well we'll get to that. We'll get to that. We're still trying to explain how this plot goes through. <laughs> <laughs> Before we get to the plot holes and the, all, all the things are just kind of, huh? They're a nightmare. Alright, so, um, you know, since they mess up and Loki has uh, the test rats and jumps off, they have to go back in time again to the 70s, which then that's where they steal from him and get the test rat from S.H.I.E.L.D. And, um, you know, you get a nice scene with uh, Tony talking to his dad, and uh, no flirting, no flirting, unfortunately. Yeah, no goose, and no goose shows up, and uh, we get to see Michael Douglas de-aged back to, he looked just like he did when he did um, the TV show The Streets of San Francisco, had that same shaggy Mike Stone haircut, um, and damn the de-aging, uh, effects looked great in this movie. Oh, let's not forget the Stan Lee uh, cameo. Might be his last, I think, right? Maybe? Yeah, yeah. Probably. Where well, he screams at the make love, not war, and he's got the Nefstead bumper stick. But yeah. It looked very similar to um, that uh, scene in Guardians um, 2 when Kurt Russell was, was riding around in that sweet ride. This yeah, it's Stan Lee looked just like he did when he was editor-in-chief at Marvel in the 70s. So, um, yeah, that's when we, you know, you do see that uh, Captain America does see Peggy, but he doesn't talk to her. And, you know, we're wondering why, wondering why, and eventually you figure out why. And, um, you know, at this point, she's the head of S.H.I.E.L.D., which, you know, this point is the future for Agent Carter, you know, TV show, and we do get to see Jarvis from the Agent Carter TV show. Yeah, Edwin Jarvis is, uh, he's working as uh, Howard Stark's uh, butler, and Tony hasn't been born yet. Which definitely confirms that Agent Agent Carter is in the MCU, and that I know of, maybe you saw one, Jake, I did not see any confirmation of Agent S.H.I.E.L.D. anywhere in here. Unfortunately. <laughs> no. Or Netflix shows. Or of course, you could say uh, because Agent Carter, Agent Carter was accessed on S.H.I.E.L.D., though, 
and Phil Coulson was in the movies. Technically, he's been a reference. They've been referenced, sort of. Yeah. But more reference would have been nice. I would have. But it was. Yeah. It was nice to see Edwin Jarvis. That was awesome. I mean, I would have loved to see Quake out there in the last fight, or you know, Ghost Rider helping out. That would have been badass. <laughs> yeah. Hey, we got Howard the Duck. Yeah, we did get Howard the Duck. I don't know if you did you see that, James, or no. Well, what did I see? Howard the Duck. Howard was here. Was there? Yeah, he was in the big fight at the end. Oh no, I did not see him. So we do have a fight for the soul gem on um and who's gonna sacrifice who and um there's actually a pretty interesting scene where Scarlet, you know, Black Widow and Hawkeye were not sure who would deserve to die, you know? You know mm-hmm. the only thing that I have a problem with that scene though is why didn't Nebula tell them that? Because she knew. Like, oh yeah, by the way, the only way to break that, the Well, which Nebula well, was it? Well, I'm talking about before they even went. Okay, she knew that Thanos killed Gamora, but she may have not known why. Um, well, the only issue is that Thanos clearly explains that. Though, like, Thanos explains uh, that how we got the the last one was basically by, you know, but, I don't know. Well, let's just assume they didn't know. And we could also assume maybe Nebula is still a bit of a dick. Huh. So, yeah, we, we get that. Um, where that's one scene. Another scene is 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 where Neb- they're in the past and they're trying to get the power stone from um the power stone, right? Yeah, the power stone from um Quill um from that opening scene. And that scene was really fun to see how they redid that. You know? Yeah, that mm-hmm. was fun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, seeing into the rats and stuff. Um. Yeah, it, it it was also. I I think one thing that I one thing I will say that's cool about like the time travel aspect is that they could basically play Pack to the Future too. Some of these movies. So it's neat to see like freaking. It, it's really funny because it's like you're you're hearing the music and it sounds a lot, but I mean, it's. It looks a lot stupider, you know, without the music, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it looked like a real douche. <laughs> Run around taking animals, yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, um, you know, the the whole Power Stone thing. There's a, a, a thing there with a Nebula from that time and uh, Gamora from that time, and. I guess the circuits are weird, where Nebula like projects to then Thanos, and um, like the current one is 
disabled or not able to really work right. And um, they both both Nebula's Wi-Fi into the same neural network, which you would have think would have been you know maybe something they could have thought about the best way to handle this to not have the. So it makes it makes yeah. it makes sense because it's something nobody would ever think of. No, no, no. Because I, I, well, I, I, I don't, I don't know. Because the th- the only issue is that Nebula brings it up. It's like, yeah. Uh, also, my evil self is like freaking still around. So, I mean, that's another way you're just like, oh, I guess they didn't know. They did. It's something they didn't think of. Uh, just one more. It's just one more thing to make all this unravel. And then when Thanos uh, plays all the recordings, he makes the tragic error. He decides, hey, I'll let Tony Stark do all the work, and I'll go get him. I'll go get them from him. And that's what costs him this time. Because if he didn't do that, didn't jump into the future to go get them all in one place, just kept doing what he was doing, he would have won again. Well, he saw that he eventually dies from this. So, you know, he's like, well, maybe there's another way of doing this. So, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, decided to take the shortcut. But again, one, thing that's weird, one thing that's weird about that is that he doesn't really react to his own death. He just kind of sees him and he's like, oh. Okay. Whatever. Well, he's so focused on doing what he's doing. He's not going to. He's. It's all he wants to do is get that gauntlet and snap. And he sees that he's done it. So it's it's inevitable. So you know, we get back to the present, and we figure that everyone figures out that um uh that Black Widow has died. You know, they have a sad scene there. I, I wish they kind of understand why they didn't linger, but I kind of felt like they could have lingered a little more on it. You know? Yeah. Oh, you forgot the scene in the with uh the captain uh, the two Captain America scenes we needed to talk about. Oh yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, that was fun. Uh, too many people are trying to link it to a comic book, even though uh this scene was written uh before the comic book came out because it was brilliant. They set up the elevator, and you just know they're going to have another elevator skirmish. And yeah. uh, and he just bends over and whispers, Hell Hydra. And the audience just lost their shit, because it was perfect. There was no way he should have known their secret password unless he was a member. And then he walks out with the stone. Yeah. And then he runs into his other self, and he goes, I can do this all day. And he goes, yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah, I and then that. finally he's like, this, Bucky's still alive. What? 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 He goes, yeah, that's America's ass. Yeah, and that America's ass has become a meme now. Because <laughs> uh, Tony was like going, that outfit didn't do you any favors. And I'm like going, when did Tony Stark watch Project Runway? I mean, really. 
And it, it is fun to see these different versions of these extended scenes from the other movies that you know we didn't get to see. Yeah, I, I, I think that, that one thing that I, I, I re- what's really interesting is like, oh, so the guys from Winter Soldier were were like right after Avengers. That's that's very interesting. It's it's uh, mm-hmm. those th- those are all scenes that are alluded to in other movies, mm-hmm. um, but you never see them. So, is it like, for example, you know, uh, Loki being taken to Asgard or, mm-hmm. you know, before he was, before he escaped, but in like the canon version, you know. Mm-hmm. And we got to see um, Jasper Also Sibwell. interesting to revisit, like, the most hated, you know, Marvel Cinematic Universe movie that I, I don't, I don't hate, but I, I think it was in Revisit the Dark World because, you know, mm-hmm. it. Because despite its problems, it's, I still think it was a pretty interesting movie. I just think that the direction was bad. The oh, focus it was, was off. Oh, yeah. I mean, it was a mess. I mean, to me, it's my least favorite of the, and the weakest movie. But, and, and Renee, and it was nice to see Renee Russo got more screen time and dialogue in Endgame than she did in the first two Thor movies. Yeah. The, mat- the but you know the material good just direction was bad so yeah it's nice to see like they they revisit this movie and they portray it in a way that it's pretty mm-hmm. in- it's pretty interesting and crazy when like you have Thor explain it mm-hmm. and um I I sort of kind of miss miss that that interpretation even though it wasn't very popular mm-hmm. because it's closer to uh the comic books and we yeah we kind of forgot about thor and that he was now secluded after five years and he's gotten fat and you know yeah (laughs) Mm -hmm. which he's become a fat drunk and he's sitting around playing Fortnite all day with his with uh meek and uh and korg yeah (laughs) which is like um okay It's weird because Fortnite does have the most playable characters, so it's like just like a whole circle. Yeah. <laughs> also, a plug in when you think about the Thanos promotion last year. Yeah. yeah. So. Yeah. So, but I agree with and, you though, James. That I. I what I and, and Thor. Yeah. Uh, was finally he was traumatized. I mean, he's. The one was the, your classic yeah. case wait, of, wait. of trauma. What'd you say with me about? That it, it is good to see that scene and, and um, they recreate that scene from Thor Dark World. And you see yeah. the mother and Jake says, it's good to see your character. And that is such a touching, warm scene. It's like, oh my God, this is like so much better than everything that was in that movie. But it was still nice to see that. Yeah. You know? Well, again... It's not the issue of, okay, the, this is, you know, and all the films that they cover, it's like they go back to Avengers, which everyone loves. They go back to Guardians of the Galaxy, everyone loves. Go to Thor the Dark World, and that's the one that everyone hated. And one thing that, like, this movie made me appreciate the Dark World even more, I think, because, you know, um, you know and, and again, direction was bad. Um, but they, you know, they had everything right, or in the sense of they had all the right components, 
it's just it didn't go well, you know? Like they they had a good setup and they that's the only that's the only movie I can really think of where they really screwed, like they really mm-hmm. messed up. And and I honestly think it's all because of the fact that it was supposed to be done by a different director and they freaking fired her and then replaced yeah, her last were. second. Mm-hmm. Like that's the reason why, you know. No, but I, I agree yeah. with you though, James. That I, I appreciate Thor: The Dark Lord more now, you know, and you kind of yeah. it's good for the character of Thor because he's lost yeah, everything. It's, it's 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 for a movie for a movie not really to be mentioned much. A lot happens in there, you know. So it's, it's an important film. Mm-hmm. And I love that um, uh, Rocket just slaps Thor like, "Get your crap together, Matt." <laughs> I also like the idea of Rocket freaking tasing Natalie Portman and stealing the essence off screen. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> really fun. Yeah, just stabbing her with that thing and just pumping it out. It's you know it would have been funny to see it, but it's it's more funny to just like what's implied. You know, sometimes oh, implied uh, comedy is better. Here's another thought: we see Loki just sitting in his cell, bouncing that ball. Yeah. What if that's just one of his illusions? He's already trashed his sale. He's just put that facade up and he's actually paying attention and he learned what's going on from Thor and his mother talking and then he was waiting for the Tesseract because he knew what they were planning. Yeah. Alright, so then... Just a thought. It could be Maybe it's not. It's just a thought. Also, Thor steals Mjolnir before leaving, so an old version of Mjolnir. Yeah. yeah, and Thor does not fat shame. <laughs> just leaves. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I'm just sitting there going, yeah! I think, okay, wait, if they, they, they take the Mjolnir from that time period, then he doesn't have it for every movie after that, you know? <laughs> Yeah. In that time that timeline, yeah. He just created a new uh timeline with a millinerness of Thor. So, okay, we get back and they're like, Alright, we got all the all the stones, um we're missing, you know, one of one of our people, Black Widow, but we got everything back and uh let's do this and they argue who has the power to do it and they're like, Well Hulk has the power because he could um you know, he it's mostly gamma radiation, which was a really good explanation, you know. Mm-hmm. And they all fight for it, and eventually he does do it. And then he does a snap back to, and then everyone that was dusted gets undusted, you know, but the time doesn't change. So, yeah. It's just been five years gone, and the other yeah, family... So- so basically, the mm-hmm. people who are undusted have the same effect as Ant-Man. They just show up five years later. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, this is what Tony wanted. He didn't want his daughter Morgan to be erased. So that was his price that to, to do this. That's what he wanted. And we know what Captain America wanted. What his price was that he doesn't tell anybody. He's getting smart in his old age. Yeah. So then uh, Thanos attacks, or oh, your old version of Thanos attacks the future, 
with uh, Nebula's yeah. help. Old mm. Nebula's help. Yeah. The only thing I have to criticize, though, about, like, the final battle is, like, the fact that it's, like, you know, the, all this freaking destruction and, like, like, all this just, and, like, freaking everyone's fine. It's, like, oh, okay. Like, come on. Like, like I, I get it, but I kind of wish more than, like, since this is the last one, it's, like, can like more than two people like die, please? I mean, I, I, I'm not rooting for the characters to die, but it just feels like, like for a final like devastating battle, it's like there's like freaking two deaths, and one of them is not even during the fight. No, I, 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 I can see your point. I, I don't mind you that. Know. You know. You could have some lesser people dying. Yeah, you know, like, I, 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 you know, the speculation online was that, like, freaking... Uh, well, I'm just saying, like, the speculation online is, is like, oh, freaking everyone's gonna die. And then the actual execution is, like, freaking two. So it's kind of kind of a little bit disappointing. I was I was more... I'm just saying, like, I went into the movie mentally prepared that, like, oh, well, this is, you know, most of these people contracts are up, so uh, freaking... Better kill him, and then you know this this devastating thing where you know like Thanos like blast the freaking thing into a, oblivion, like he sends a bunch of missiles, just levels the place, and freaking everyone survived. Well, oh, come on, yeah, yeah. I, Don't have one person die. Like, what, what, I I know it would have been tragic, but like, what if you know? War machine, or you know, someone like was freaking crushed. You know, that would have, you know, that would have been dark. Yeah, but I'm just saying, like that would have, you know, the stakes would have been raised. Yeah, I could see that. You know, yeah. So okay, let's get to that where the the, the missiles get fired down, and you know, everyone's not expecting that, and Hawkeye is like in the sewers underneath there. And you yeah, know, all the animal thing, alien things, are... which which I was kind of confused by, but then I re- realized, oh, they freaking fired, um, like the missiles contain the things, which I was like, okay, I mean, they didn't really they didn't really make that obvious, but you kind of have to infer that too. Which I didn't get that at all, but I was like, all right, whatever, I'm just going with it. <laughs> <laughs> because I mean, you're just like, okay, levels the place, and then they they show up sewers so it's like okay well how'd they get there and then you're just like okay they, they were riding on top of the missiles which doesn't really make any sense but don't think about it too hard and then freaking Hawkeye is like which which that was a cool scene and like okay I can get I can get why you know Hulk would wouldn't really would be able to freaking make it out okay yeah and Ant-Man, Ant-Man especially makes sense because he can change size Mm-hmm. Um, but you know all these freaking squishy human characters that aren't ma- that aren't major. It's like, come on, you know. So, um, and you know, since Hawkeye didn't use, I was wondering if he was gonna use the, any of the, you know, he's gonna use like teleport and just get out of there or something. But he didn't. And then you know, Hawk, you know, Ant Man does get huge and like help everyone out, and it was just cool, which is very good of him to do, you know. Mm-hmm. And that's when we get to the battle, and 
you know, Thanos is there and he's really beating up on Captain America and Iron Man and um then Thor is using both manure and um the axe at the same time and that was awesome mm-hmm. to see that. <laughs> uh, I loved it when he threw uh uh, Milnor up in the air and then hits it with Stormbreaker. That was great. And then, you know, um, you see that he's, you know, Captain America's shield is getting tore up by Thanos and he's losing and it's a bad fight. And, you know, everything is going against the crew and they're not doing that well, even though they have everything, that, you know, they need to. And like, the army is starting to come by and then. Um, out of nowhere, Captain Marvel comes up and starts saving the day. Mm-hmm. And then out of nowhere, Doctor Strange opens up like twenty portals, and everyone else comes out of comes to play. Mm-hmm. And then, um, you know, <laughs> um, Iron Man asks Doctor Strange, "Is this one of the ways you saw?" And he's like, "I can't tell you." And he's like, "Well, come on, <laughs> you know." And he tells him it. If he tells him now, it won't happen. It's not a birthday wish. Jeez. <laughs> yeah. So they fight, and um, there's a scene where like Captain Mar- uh, Marvel is like, you know, really trying to get after Thanos and stopping everything. And then Thanos uses the Power Stone to punch her away, which I thought was really smart of him. And mm-hmm. then all the females work together with Captain Marvel to kind of clear out the area. In theory, I think this scene worked really well, but in practice, I still didn't believe that Captain Marvel could not handle that situation. <laughs> oh, I'm sure she could have. They just wanted to give a little tease to A-Force. But, you know, if the, if like, if, if uh, Thanos would have, like, you know, crippled, you know, her leg or something... Or like you know, shattered her or something or other, where she was limping. That would have made that a whole lot more effective in that scene. You know, if he actually really did hurt her, and you know, she's stunned by the fact that she's actually hurt. You know, just that little bit more. You know, even if she's like a sprained ankle or something, I think it would have been a little bit more impactful. You know. So you know, whether we kind of have a game of football where everyone's kind of tossing around the um, gauntlets with the stones. And you know, that's where I get to the scene with the 3D, where, you know, the, the, they, the <laughs> Spider-Man throws it out, and then they, you know, throw Munor, and he, like, he catches it, and he, like, he flies out, and it's really cool-looking. And um, eventually you get to Captain America use Munor, which was awesome, you know. Something everyone expected and wanted to see on screen happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the audience, I saw they went in totally insane. And then I don't know if you guys caught this that um, Thanos caught Stormbreaker. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, Stormbreaker doesn't have an enchant doesn't have enchantments on it. You don't have to be worthy or anything. Okay, that's what I was wondering about that, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Milnor has is double enchantment. You have to be worthy to pick it up, and then when you pick it up, you possess the power of Thor. Which is why Captain America was able to summon 
the thunder and the lightning. And, um, you know, the, eventually it leads to um, uh, Iron Man using it to snap out um, Thanos out of existence. And Thanos knows he's done. And mm-hmm. that's the sacrifice. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. Well, Tony figured out you don't need to get the gauntlet off of his arm. You need to remove the stones. And he could, and he could, and he could make his gauntlet work with his other gauntlet and transfer the stones over with just a thought. Pretty much, he could use his tech. Thanos didn't even have a clue what was happening because everybody was so busy trying to remove the gauntlet. All he had to do was just come close, bam, take those stones. Like a, th- yeah, a real Scott Lang thief move right there. And then go, I am Iron Man, bitch. Bam. And that was a great, great scene. I did not see that coming. And, you know, it was it was really good to see. And, you know, I was, I was still hoping that Drax and, you know, um, would be able to, you know, get a, a, some knife action into Thanos before he disappeared or whatever, you know. Um, but neither here or there. And we do get a scene where Nebula kills her old version of herself, which I think should have made a, a time paradox, you know? <laughs> well, the version of time travel they established in this movie, you it wouldn't. It just creates another timeline. And then um, Gamora here this is before she became a Guardian of the Galaxy, so this version doesn't know um, Peter Quill, and that makes a fun scene where they're attacking each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, he tra- basically tries to sexually harass her, and he gets me too In both balls. <laughs> so, um, we get a scene with Tony dying, and you get to say goodbye to everyone. Yeah. And, uh, you know, Pepper got to use uh, the Iron Man suit for herself. And, you know, we got confirmation from Friday, the computer, that he's in critical shape. And, you know, Spider-Man gets to tell him, hey, you know, we did it. We did it. We survived. And Spider-Man even had an interesting line that he remembers the sap, you know, so that definitely confirms that they remember that, but they don't have any memory after the snap. They just remember coming back. Yeah. You know? So we then kind of fast forward to um, the funeral for Iron Man, where you know they have the arc reactor on a boat, and it's like, getting sent out. And I was kind of thinking that it was going to be like a you know Nordic kind of send off, where they burn up the you know little boat, but they didn't. Yeah. Yeah, they just float out the little arc reactor. Also, one thing that was kind of mm, I I I didn't really like. I felt what they should have done is had like, to, you know, to, it's oh funeral for Tony Stark. You mention the other people who died, please. It's like, come on, Tony Stark's not the only one who freaking. You know. I know, but I saw this as being his funeral. But it would have been freaking better. They should have. They should. They should. 
Yeah, they should have. Uh, I'm, I'm not saying specifically, like, oh, they don't freaking do that in, in real life. I'm just saying, like, for the visual whatever. I know. I agree. I think there's a lot of things I think they should have done. But yeah. they. Uh, I also would have liked a five-hour movie. <laughs> well, <laughs> is what we needed. But uh, oh. they're going to make us wait. They're going to make us subscribe to Disney Plus to get the five-hour cut of this. You know that. So we don't get ever a funeral, though, for um, for Black Widow. Yeah. Yeah. yeah they don't. You know. <sighs> yeah, it's. I don't know. It's a part of me. Part of me thinks that's like. Oh, probably wow. Right hold through that chair into the lake. I don't know. It's, it's, uh. <sighs> I don't know. It's a little Maybe. bit disappointing in some ways, you know? Yeah, it's like. Kind of. It's not really an ending that feels good. It's more of an ending that's just kind of. Eh, well, guess it's all over now. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you also got to remember in the middle of this production, uh, one of the executive producers got uh, fired and half the cast said they wanted to quit. Oh. So, let's keep going here. This had on a production. Um, we did get, um, you know, a scene where, like, some kid in the background, and I didn't know who that kid was. But eventually, it got confirmed that that kid was the kid from Iron Man three that went to the funeral. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. same actor playing the same part. Yeah, Which he's well, up. the old the, the the major thing that I kind of have an issue with is getting into like um these films are not going to end. After this, now here's the thing. Yeah, well, well, let me finish on this before before we go on. It's like we, I can't say that this is really a proper send off because of the fact that not only do we know that you know for you know for for a lot of these characters we're gonna see more of them. For the other characters, uh, you know this is this is basically it. Their contracts up. We're probably not gonna see any more of them. But with that in mind, I don't necessarily think it's a it's a it's a good send off in the sense of okay, I feel that what they should have done more is like with the end of the movie, there's obviously like okay, these are the freaking new Avengers now, and they're freaking already there, you you know, instead of like leaving that to another movie, have like the new uh, you know. There were, there were the remaining heroes making up the new Avengers, and then leaving on at leaving on at least a good note, you know, instead of freaking, uh, well, uh, they're died or they retired or they're I don't know, you know, not good. Uh, they might. I think the reason they didn't do that is because you know this is the Russos' last movie for Marvel. Also, another thing is. Lastly, they basically send Cap back, right? Cap mm -hmm. takes back the Infinity Stone, somehow takes Mjolnir back to 2013. I don't know how he did that, mm -hmm. but he did. Oh, um, and he probably visited Hank Pym's uh, lab a few more times to further oh, yeah, Hank Pym's uh, paranoia 
that shield is stealing his research. <laughs> and hell, so we don't know what else he did. Him being there at the end kind of kind of destroys the entire like way that they explain time travel in the movie because it's like okay, yeah, he he could have been um uh he could have grown old in like another timeline, but uh not this one. You know. Well, the thing is uh we he created yet another timeline. So, okay, so basically, the film takes place in that one, not this one. See, point is, time travel's stupid, they shouldn't have, realistically oh, speaking. There's also the pinball theory of time, that there's multiple worlds, but when you, if you, um, intersect with one, you, they, you, you cross the streams, and it's interwoven, so time also. They also chose, literally, it's like, I'm not a fan, I, I know why they did it, but I, I like, I like Winter Soldier Captain America better. I like yeah. that one better. So, I was kind of like, oh, so, nothing for, for uh, his best friend of, like, all time? Okay. Oh, I think so. I think Bucky knew. I think Bucky knew. He, what, I don't what, even think he gets a send off. He's like, he's just there. Oh, I think Bucky knew what was going on and told him, you know, you don't take, says, how can I? You're taking all the stupid with you. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, considering, uh, what he had to do to get his shield back. It's like, yeah, I guess. <laughs> And don't you remember the line with Peggy Carter? And God, I'm trying to remember, is it Winter Soldier, where she talks about her kid, her husband, that Captain America saved her husband and their kids, and she talks about her kids? Yeah. Yeah. So It's also pretty weird when you think about how he's dating. We don't know. See, there's a lot of things we don't... We assume Peggy and Cap got married. They might have. Maybe they didn't. Uh, we know Peggy Carter had kids. Maybe they're Caps. Maybe they're not. Well, we know <laughs> Cap got married several times. We don't know. I do know that ticket that he wore in the first Avenger looks as crappy now as it did then. Well, so this was a movie. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's confusing. It's definitely confusing. And, you know, Captain gives his shield to, um... Yeah, it's... It, I don't... The the only issue is, like... I don't necessarily think that you can compare this one to, to Infinity War because they're so different. They're such different movies. They have such a different direction. They have, like, you know, um... I feel that I feel that uh, Infinity War was like a, a a definite like story based like it was completely Thanos was driving the plot forward. He had like his own agenda. They had like you know uh, it felt really really tight in the sense of like it was you know two hours and thirty minutes long, but like it felt really like just it didn't even feel like two hours. You know it was because of because of they didn't waste any time. This film is kind of the opposite. It's 
like, okay, we, we got three hours. We're kind of just going to, you know, tell the story. We're kind of going to take our time. And it was like three different movies. You had, yeah, uh, it was. It uh, was honestly, you, were, you had them avenging, then you had the time heist, and then you had yeah, them avenging. Yeah, it's just like the first half of the movie is like, okay, the main villain's dead. Okay. All right. And then and they use this for the future. The major critique I have about the film is 2014 Thanos is nowhere near the level of like quality that 2018 Thanos is. Because like 2018 Thanos kind of has like he has his own morality and motivation to why he's doing it. 2014 Thanos is just doing it because, you know, power or something, you know, generic. Well, like, that's how it, they were able to beat him. No, True, I, I kind of agree with you, James. That in in this way, this movie kind of um, makes it, it, it takes Thanos down a level, where he was, you know, such an amazing villain, and in Infinity War, now he's kind of he's lesser. just kind of the purple guy, you know. And you know what's 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 amazing to me is how you take a great. You take a great villain and you basically like degress him, basically because you know he, here's the interesting thing to me is that like you know he he's not proactive in this film at all. He just kind of sits around, you know, uh, literally like exactly like which to be fair he was exactly acting like he was in Guardians. So they <laughs> if they're mm. taking the criticism that you know in Guardians of the Galaxy did nothing but sit around I guess they're taking that to like an extreme level and like <laughs> acting like that that's a that's a defining part of his character back then but um you know one thing that's really weird I think is um you know how how two completely different characters we see and I, and I think that was done intentionally, but again, I'm just saying it's while it may make sense story wise, may it, why why it may oh well that's how they were able to defeat him. Yes, of course it makes sense that as far as quality and like you know the experience goes, it's a downgrade because I think part of the reason why I really really liked the last one was because it was it was like you know this guy's pretty bad but you know he's not a generic villain you know he 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 has his own reasons for doing so he's willing to sacrifice anything to it and that that kind of one thing that was interesting was at the beginning of this film that's kind of confirmed like you know after he does what he does he's like all right, don't need this this thing anymore. And he freaking almost dies destroying it. So, you know. No, I, I agree. I agree with you, James. That they kind of, you know, it made him a sympathetic during Infinity War, and this one they made him more generic. So, it, well, well, you know, I, I'm I'm saying that that version, you know, the main, I guess, the main timeline version, that sympathy was kind of extended in this film. It's just he died. You know, very early on. 
All right, Jake, do you have anything else to wrap up before we get to the last scene? Um, nah, not really. All right, so the very last scene, we get to see Thor and the Guardians, and it looks like Thor is going to be part of the Guardians of the Galaxy. And um, I don't see Gamora in this, so I don't know where she is. You know, young Gamora. She got dusted. <laughs> so, well, all we saw is a computer that had uh, Quill searching for. Well, you, well, one thing that's what it would be a plot hole if she wasn't though, right? I mean, well, I guess you could theorize because I guess if you really want to get technical, it's like, oh, well, the snap only applied to to Thanos's goons. But I, I'm pretty sure that it was the snap was more specifically, you know, sending everything back from an alternate timeline back to where it was before. I think that's what it was. Not no, I just think he, I just think he dusted them. No, I agree with Jake. I think he just dusted everyone that's Thanos's crew. Like I wish Thanos's crew dead. <laughs> and just created yet another timeline. Huh. All right, let's wrap up because here. Because it's almost like it's almost mm. like they were like it's like screw it. We've we've screwed up time this much. We might as well go all hog. Hmm. All right, so Jake, what do you give this as a final score for Final Verse? Okay, I'd give this a 10 out of 10. And I'm round, I I admit I'm rounding up, but overall flaws and all, this is a this is a once in a lifetime film event. I mean, it's a spectacle, and you're just going to be blown away by it. All right, James. And you're going to have fun picking on it for years to come. Yeah, well, you know, I like parts of it, but, you know, there's there's a lot of problems. And and so I'd probably, like, I'd say it's like a, it's a solid, like, freaking seven. Alright, I'm going to be in the middle and give it a 9 out of 10 with the Editor's Choice Awards. That way, it's not... I gave uh, Infinity War a 10 plus, Infinity, plus the Editor's Ch- Award, so I'll give it a 9 plus that. So, I don't... I think I like Infinity War more. Infinity War more. But I still really enjoyed this. So... Yeah. I mean, it's not a bad film. I'm just like, specifically, I think that you know, Infinity War had a, had a much better sense of identity and like purpose, and and um, you know, you could really like, you know, after watching it a couple times, you're just like, you know, it it's it leaves you with the with the feeling, and then this one, I don't know, it's just kind of um, there's sort of an emptiness, kind of, I don't know, I don't know how to describe it. No, I understand. I actually kind of agree with you that a lot of uh, it's built on nostalgia for past movies and what you liked. So it's not its own thing as much as it is. You know, I do appreciate that it does three hours that just justify that it's not just, you know, part two of the Infinity War. It's its own movie. So I do definitely like that. Yeah. All right. And we still have the epilogue coming. So, which will be the final end of, of the Infinity Saga. You know, Spider-Man um, Far From Home. And we did not get a, a post-credit or mid-credit scene. We get the dangy, the banging of metal. That was just more of a symbolic reference to Iron Man. Not, I don't, you know, people are overthinking And uh, also kind of thinking, uh, to me, it also is like, 
Marvel Universe still under construction, moving forward, but honoring our past, you know, because uh, uh, Tony's gone uh, until they decide to reboot this stuff, and probably when they do, uh, they'll recast. All right, I guess that's going to be it for the super duper marvelous Avengers Endgame spoiler cast. Thank you for listening. Bye. Bye. Goodbye. All right, before this podcast ends, I want to give a thank you to my patrons. Right now, we have a one patron, which is David from Spain, and I want to thank you for your financial support. All right, so that's going to be it for this podcast. We now have a Patreon, and the link is in the description. Uh, thanks for watching. And we are on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. They don't put it everywhere. Just look for us, 3D or 2D. And of course, review us on iTunes. And if you want to write us a letter, um, our email address is email3dor2d at gmail.com. So that's going to be it. Uh, thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. Okay. Bye. Bye. Bye, everyone. Excelsior!